Hey guys, I am your host, Michaela Philo, and welcome back to McKay's Mindspace. Today, I have a special guest coming on. Her name is Kayla Kopp. She is a weight loss registered dietitian at the Cleveland Clinic. We're gonna get into a lot of fun stuff today. We're gonna talk about weight management. We're gonna talk about healthy eating. We're gonna talk about recipes. We're gonna talk about healthy lifestyle. We're gonna get into all of that. And I think that you guys are gonna learn a lot from this episode and I'm super excited to have her on because I just know that everyone is gonna benefit from this information and she has a really good following and she has a TikTok page and I'm super, super excited to have her on today. So let's give a warm welcome to Kayla Kopp. You don't feel like getting up and going to the gym today. You're a little heartbroken. You don't feel like going to the gym. Well, guess what? I don't give a fuck. Turn your pain into gains and stop being a lazy sack of shit. Keep showing up. If no one invests in you, invest in yourself. Hello, Kayla. Welcome to McKay's Mind Space. And thank you so much for coming on today. Can you go ahead and just explain to our followers and to our listeners your exact job title and your credentials? Yes, so I am a registered dietitian, also licensed dietitian, meaning I can like accept insurance and stuff in Ohio, also Indiana, gonna be licensed in Illinois, it doesn't really matter, but um, yes, had, re- registered dietitian, so um, had to go to, I went to Ohio State for my undergrad, and then I also did like a coordinated program there to um, do like my internship, and then I, you have to pass the state medical board um, to be a registered dietitian, and those are my, yeah, that's my title. Perfect. Awesome. And then you work at the Cleveland Clinic now, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I work there full time. I'm an outpatient dietitian there. So I do general nutrition. So pretty much everything you can think of, weight loss, diabetes, IBS, all that type of stuff. Um, And I also have my own nutrition business on the side called K&K Nutrition, where I focus on weight loss. So it's more of like an actual program Mm -hmm. um, where I help people who want to lose weight. Perfect. Yeah. Do you like it? I love it. I love it. I've been very passionate about it since I was 14 years old. So I love what I do and I don't dread going to work usually ever, which is good. That's very good. That's good. So let's go ahead and just jump into it. You're always posting videos on what to eat, building meals. So let's start there. How do we properly build a balanced meal or recipe? So I like to include all three food groups. So we have our three macronutrients, which means they are basically the foods that compose our calories. So we have our proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. So I like to try to get um, all three food groups into my meals to make sure I'm the most satisfied. So a vegetable, um, which is somewhat of a carb, but a vegetable, of course, and then some type of complex carbohydrate. So brown rice, whole wheat pasta, you know, sweet potato, something like that. A lean protein source, whether it be grilled chicken, salmon, lean ground beef, and then um, some type of healthy fat. So whether I'm cooking with olive oil or putting like avocado in a bowl or something. That's what I like to uh, make sure I'm getting all those food groups to stay the most full and satisfied. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 
do you find a hard time trying to incorporate all the food groups in or is it it just comes pretty naturally to you it comes pretty naturally to me i know that a lot of people um struggle with it but it's kind of learning like how to keep things on hand whether it be like you know those 90 second bags of brown rice in your pantry or frozen steamed vegetables so if you didn't Mm -hmm. go to the grocery store you always have that stuff on hand so pretty much just the way you grocery shop yeah and stuff like that yeah which takes time to learn how to do but yeah it starts comes naturally after a while so what's the best way to manage or track what you're eating every day without letting it over consume your life that's a tricky one so as far as that goes i usually recommend if someone has like never ever seen what they've been eating before i recommend like usually with my clients what i have them do is first just start writing everything down Mm -hmm. rather than using some type of calorie tracking app because depending on your like history with Maybe you have like disordered eating or something. You don't want to be getting obsessed with those numbers. So I'll have you know people write write everything down, and that that holds you a little bit accountable. You know, mm-hmm. people usually will measure out if they're eating uh, chips or something rather than sitting down with the whole bag. You know, having to write it down. And I'll sometimes review that with people, and then I can just see because I just have experience like if that's overeating or not. Yeah. Um, I also recommend too if. You don't have a history with disorder eating using a calorie tracking app is the best way to do it yeah not saying you have to do it lifelong mm-hmm. um, but it does at least kind of teach you what you know how many calories are in certain things and then you kind of pick up on that and you can use it throughout the rest of your life without having to use an app yeah i love that you bring up disordered eating as well too because i think that it that's like kind of where the obsession comes in a little bit yeah it's yeah. definitely like a mental thing a little bit more absolutely and that's kind of why i tell people i'm like it's not so much a like obsession or like a diet trend mm-hmm. or something like it's it's more of a lifestyle right like right really just being like self-aware mm-hmm. more so i like that a lot is there a certain um app that you like to use i always recommend either i like the lose it app or my mm-hmm. fitness pal those yeah. are the best my fitness pal yeah. i feel like it was like my college <laughs> yeah everyone, like, everyone, everyone, everyone used that one so i like that yeah one. and you can use like the your um, camera on your phone and use you can scan barcodes so it's yeah. really easy but when you're like going making recipes going out to eat it gets really annoying because you mm-hmm. don't know how to track it so that's why um I, it's like the last thing i like to do when i have patients or clients is yeah resort to that do you find a lot of your patients kind of beat around the bush when they're writing down whatever whatever they eat like yeah sometimes i mean i tell yeah. them to be super vulnerable and realistic um yeah. and accurate but most of them do you know they might forget something but yeah i mean I think they're pretty accurate most of the time, I guess. Yeah. Because they're having to report to me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no judgment. There's, <laughs> There's no, no judgment. There's yeah. no, yeah. And they know that, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So this is kind of a tough love question, but how can we avoid excuses when it comes to nutrition? The I'm too busy, I don't have enough money to eat healthy. Is there really a realistic thing that we can do? Yeah, so I would, the main thing is kind of ch- changing your mindset, I guess, and realizing that you need to prioritize your health. You can be spending money on lots of other things, whether it be going out to eat or getting $6 Starbucks drinks every single day. And if you really do that math, like you could be shopping healthier, you know, like yeah. you can buy a bag of chips for $5 or you can buy five avocados. Like you just have to make you know, those decisions um, yeah. to be more smart about it. And there's definitely, you know, individuals out there in populations that it is hard to, um, you know, buy healthy food, but there's also food pantries and there's also other ways to access food. I think yeah. It usually is more of an excuse sometimes, for sure. 
as far as being too busy, again, it's about prioritizing. I'll, I'll have people say like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly working, but okay, are you working five days a week? And they say, yeah, okay, well, you have two days on the weekends. I know you want to be relaxing, but it's an hour of your time. Like that's what right. you also have to realize mm-hmm. is um, one hour of exercise a couple of times a week is better than nothing. Yeah, I completely, <laughs> I completely agree. I always tell people that I'm like, even just going and walking for mm-hmm. on your breaks, taking the steps instead of like the elevator, right. like anything small makes such a big difference. Um, as well as with like grocery shopping too. I think like if you are going to buy like fast food, go out to eat instead of just spending like, it's actually like less money to spend it on like frozen food yeah. or even like, I mean, I'm not a huge like canned food person, but, right, you know, right. but like there's options, there's <laughs> options, such options. And I'm like, look at your screen time. Yeah. <laughs> your screen yeah. Time. I'm always like, don't tell me you don't have time until you look at your screen. Yeah. Time. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But being prepared is like the number one thing. And yeah. I talk about that a lot on my podcast. Just like consistency is, right. is everything. It's only one day a week that you have. I always tell people like, just take one day to go to the store come home and at least like chop and wash all like your fruits and vegetables. Yeah. You don't need to be meal prepping every single meal for the whole week. That yeah. can take a long time, but that takes what one hour. Mm-hmm. It's going to save you a ton of time throughout the week. So, mm-hmm. and I think once people learn to do it, I personally like it better. Like yeah. I like eating at home way more than I like going out to eat yeah. in my opinion, but it's fun. Like yeah. I love going to the grocery. That's my favorite know. day of the week to go do that. But it's probably Same. just us that think that. Yeah. How do we curb our cravings without overeating and over consuming calories? So I do, I think your meal patterns is what it comes down to most of the time, at least from what I see a lot. Um, A lot of people are are trying to make changes and they are eating like once a day um, Mm -hmm. or they're just not prioritizing. I know we'll talk about like prioritizing sleep and stress and things like that. So if you're constantly dragging all the time, you're skipping meals, you're going to be or you're going to crave like the quick sugars to give you quick energy, basically. I think I, I see that as a huge problem. Figure out your meal patterns. Try to eat three whole balanced meals a day, even a couple snacks in between. So you're not getting to that point of like starvation, basically. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that kind of leads to like the overeating at night and the snacking? Absolutely. Like that? Yeah, you, most of the time. I mean, snacking at night, too, is more of a habit sometimes as well. Like, yeah. you know, even growing up, sometimes people tell me like my... My mom always had a dessert after dinner, and I'm used yeah. to that. Um, so it is a hard habit to break. Um, but I do think the, it comes down to the meal patterns a lot of the time as well. Mm-hmm. And what you're keeping in your house, you know? I was just about <laughs> to ask you, like, is do you think what you have in your pantry or just, like, sometimes, like, even, like, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. If I, like, know I bought something fun at the grocery store just to, like, try out, I'm, like, looking forward to eating yeah. it or snacking yeah, exactly. on it all day. like. <laughs> So I think totally just like keeping snacks in your house or like what you have is a big thing too. Yeah. Like, I always say people, I know it's easier said than done, but just get it out of your house. And if it's not there, you're not going to go eat it. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or try to find like the better version of it. Right. So I know you kind of just touched on this, but what lifestyle factors do you think play the biggest role when it comes to managing your weight? Yes. So definitely sleep is one. So mm-hmm. if you're not prioritizing your sleep, um, you're getting, you know, less than seven to eight hours. Your body is going to conserve that energy that has left um, to kind of keep you going. So um, your metabolism ultimately usually slows down. Um, mm-hmm. Same with stress. If you're constantly at a high stress level, your metabolism will slow down. To it's kind of you're kind of in that like flight or, or fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. um, where your metabolism will slow down to kind of just keep you going to do your the daily things you need to survive, basically. Yeah. So I think those probably those two are going to be the most important. Um, also too, another big one is like your, 
the people that you surround yourself with too. Mm -hmm. So like your support system, you know? So if there's people that aren't supporting you, don't have the same mindset as you, you're not going to get anywhere um, because you're constantly around that, whether it be peer pressure or judgment. Um, So that's another huge one too, I'd say. Do you think people can be successful if, you know, they have friends that maybe aren't on like a a weight loss journey or find themselves eating unhealthy a lot? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think it's like, I guess, what's your biggest piece of advice for someone that's kind of in that situation that might be surrounded around friends that are just, like, constantly eating junk food, constantly drinking, or just, like, not practicing healthy lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, like, find new friends, because that's most yeah. of the time not going to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, but if, I think having those conversations, at least with them, if they truly care about you, they're going to respect your um, opinions and your, um, the things you want to change. So, even if it's, like, in a relationship, and you're not going to just break, break up with that person, you know, just having that conversation saying, these are my goals. I ho- I want you to respect those. Like if you're going to keep these things in the house, try to at least hide them from me or something like that. Yeah. And um, respect my boundaries. Yeah. I, I love that. That's mm-hmm. so true. I mean, I even like feel like that, like my friends know how, I guess, obsessed I am with yeah. like nutrition and health that like, it's just so like unsaid, like no one really cares that I'm going to eat a certain way yeah. or be a certain way. It's not annoying. It's just like, you are yeah yeah mm-hmm. i love that awesome with this all being said what should we focus on whenever we go out to eat yeah so kind of the same thing as building a healthy meal i mean this this one is tricky because you i do also recommend that you eat the things you want in moderation of course so mm-hmm. but if you're someone going out to eat like more than twice a week you do have to make healthy decisions so mm-hmm. um you know still getting a, a lean protein source some type of comp you know carb source a vegetable if you can so, you know, swapping out fries for a side of veggies or a salad is a really good option. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, looking, trying to go to healthier restaurants around your city as well. Yeah. It's important. I know that can also get expensive sometimes. I, I mean, living in Cleveland, it's pretty easy here, honestly. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of really good options. Yeah. Um, I always tell kind of people too, like, you can always like, it's annoying to the server, but you can build your own meal essentially yeah. too. There's a lot of places I go that I just like pick a bunch of sides and mm-hmm. create my own meal. But I've also been in places where there's no healthy restaurants at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've right. been in an area where it's literally just McDonald's, Waffle House, like just all fast food places. And if I was with people that were going out to eat, I sometimes wouldn't eat the places or I would eat beforehand. Yeah. So yeah. I think like bring being prepared too is a really big one with this. And just like looking at the menu beforehand. Absolutely. And yeah. stuff too. But yeah, I always kind of tell people just just create the healthiest thing that right. you can there, even if it's not on the menu. Like, yeah. do, do your homework a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah my, my favorite example too is like if you're really craving a burger, like, and you want the fries, at least try to get rid of the bun. Or if you want the burger with the bun, get a salad instead of the fries. You know, mm-hmm. try to make those little like changes. You're going to save a lot of calories, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Um, or just looking at like, yeah, the lighter options on the menu, they usually yeah. have those as well. Yeah. You have to be a little realistic with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to weight management, how big of a correlation do you think there really is with fitness and nutrition? Mm-hmm. Is one more important than the other? Yes. So I, I do think nutrition is going to be more important. They're both very important, of course. Right. But I do think nutrition is honestly probably like 80% of your health, your lifestyle, basically, or if you're trying to lose weight. Um, with fitness, obviously really good for like your, your cardiovascular health, you know, your heart and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to achieve specific physique goals, whether it be like with weightlifting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think nutrition is the biggest part of it all. I mean, um, you know, you can go to Orange Theory seven days a week and have a crappy diet and not see any progress. Yeah. So definitely nutrition is top of the line. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that people can lose weight just eating healthy, like without working out? Or do you think they really do need both? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a balance, I guess, with both of them? You definitely can't lose weight just through nutrition. I mean, overall, you need to be in a calorie deficit, basically. Mm-hmm. So whether it's through exercise, whether it's through nutrition, rather it be mainly through nutrition, obviously, um, but you absolutely can still lose weight yeah, yeah. by changing your lifestyle and or your nutrition, especially if you're um, not eating anything healthy, making simple changes, whether it be cutting out pop, just for example. I mean, you can drop weight super quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I love what you said, too, about Orange Theory. Like, just yeah. you go, go work out a million times a week and not see any progress because I feel like I, I see so many people, like, work out a lot and they're like, well, I, I work out like this so I could eat that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine you know right. but there is like a line you kind of have to like put there and yeah. be like okay like just because i ran whatever three miles today that doesn't mean i get to eat chocolate cake all day yeah you know no, like yeah. there's just no there, there's not gonna be any progress with that right that's what i think yeah i think like yeah when you're exercising looking at the calories on the treadmill saying it's oh it's 250 i'm gonna go eat 250 calories i mean i never looked i never pay attention to how many calories i'm burning yeah i just pay i try to think of it as I'm moving my body. This is good for my heart. This yes. is, you know, got to make me feel better. My energy is going to be increased. It's not the calories I'm burning. I don't focus yeah. on that at all. It's really a mental health thing, I think. It is, too. yeah. Like, for me, exercising is not the same thing. Like, it's not about how many calories I burned or losing weight. It's, like, simply to, like, go mentally be by myself for, like, yes. an hour like, yes. or in, and to move my body. Yeah. Because that's how I tell people, too. They're like, how do you, like, find what you like or do? And I'm like... I just, every day, it's just, I just, whatever my body wants to do that day, I just go do it. Right. It's just in that moment, really, but I know I need to go move my body. Yeah. I know I need to go do something. And then the nutrition is, to me, is just like a whole other part of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I do, I do like that a lot. Yeah. Finding what you like to do as far as working out, too. You don't need to be go running marathons if you hate running. So Yeah. That's what I tell everyone, too. I'm like, why would you go to cycling if you fucking hate yeah. like if you hate running if you yeah. hate me on treadmill like don't go on the treadmill then. right it doesn't matter exactly this is like one of my favorite questions do you think that there is an issue with over consuming calories and not consuming enough nutrients definitely yeah, yeah. so definitely here in america where all of our food is processed and our portion sizes are massive um it's getting worse and worse i think especially with all the additives and chemicals we're putting in our food We're not getting, uh, definitely not getting enough nutrients with those types of things. Most people are not consuming enough fruits and vegetables. You know, most people tell me they don't even eat a vegetable every single day. And it just like blows my mind. It's like I have it at every meal. Um, So it's just, it's just crazy. (laughs) It's mind blowing. What drives me nuts is like people that kind of going along with like the fitness journey. Like I see people like just like only have like protein shakes and like protein bars and like, you know what I mean? Like meat sticks and stuff. And I'm like you need like broccoli yeah like you need spinach or like something like I just think that there's such a lack of education on people realizing like our body cannot properly absorb the protein or like any of the nutrients that we need without fruits and vegetables right all the vitamins yes yeah like and it's just it's all about I feel like just getting in food like I don't know like what I guess what word to put on it but I don't think people realize the power of fruits and vegetables like it's corny to say but it's just so true yeah I mean back to like the macronutrients I think there's a mm -hmm. huge focus on those now like protein carbs and fat but we also have 
our micronutrients, which are all the vitamins, our, um, our fiber as well. Like you're not getting any fiber when you're just scarfing down protein shakes all day. Like that's going to be super, super important for bowel movements, blood sugar, blood pressure, all those things that people don't think about, you know, so. Yeah. And I always say like every episode I do, it's a different topic that leads to the same answer. Yeah. Like every single time I'm yeah. like everything all aligns. And I feel like one of the most common questions I get, and you probably get it all the time too, is like, can you make me a meal plan? Like, yes. <laughs> how oh, do I, yeah. Like how can I make a recipe? And I'm just like, it's just the macronutrients. Like I, when I focus on getting in fruits and vegetables, proteins, fat, fiber, like carbs, like I get in everything I need mm -hmm. and I'm getting in all the nutrients that I need as well too. So it's just <laughs> wish people could, it could click for people in that, in that sense, instead of just consuming calories. Right. Yeah. It's like, give me, I hate, I, I do not make meal plans. I will admit I will not make meal plans. No, neither. Neither. <laughs> I'm, realistic. Like, I'm like, no, we, I will not make you a meal plan, but just, just hear me out. Like I'll teach you how to eat healthy. Yeah. I'll teach you um, how to eat healthy. But, but meal plans are not sustainable. You're going to get sick of the meal plan I give you. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, so with that being said, what is your opinion on fad diets and following like a 30 day trend or yeah not a fan of them at all um mm -hmm. because be, just because of my experience i see like almost every single person that comes into my office like at work they have tried every fad diet you can think of like i obviously can see it's not working yeah so there's bit you know keto weight watchers isn't really a fad diet but um what else is there even like carnivore diet like all those things yeah. where you're cutting out entire food groups like with keto you're cutting out all your carbs are you really going to do that the rest of your life? Like, no, that's why people gain all their weight back plus more. Mm -hmm. um, so I teach more of the approach of all the food groups. I do not cut yeah. any food groups out. So yeah. and my favorite way of eating, not I don't like the word diet, but the Mediterranean style is like, you know, fruits, veggies, lean proteins, whole grains. Yeah, I like that a lot. I actually just came out with the episode on vegan, like not being the healthiest thing. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. vegan, it doesn't mean you're healthy. And I pretty much said that too. I was like, you cannot supplement a whole food group for the rest of your life. Right. And I'm guilty of it. I used to be vegan for five years. Like and yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was healthy, but then I realized over time, like I'm missing such big portions of like food groups and nutrients mm -hmm. that like I need. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So what is the biggest and most common issue you see as a weight management registered dietitian? So definitely sugar addiction. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the number one thing. Um, everyone says, I am addicted to sugar. And I'm like, yes, you probably are just because yeah. it's around you everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. They say sugar is more addictive than like cocaine. So <laughs> yeah. um, the sugar, the portion sizes... As you can see, all of our fast food, it's so accessible as well. So portion sizes, even at restaurants, I mean, we're getting just massive portion sizes. With sugar, what's your what's your approach with dealing with that? So one is don't cut out the food groups because I do mm -hmm. see people that are eating more sh actual like candy and chocolate are cutting out the good complex carbs saying, I am addicted to pasta, I'm addicted to rice, I'm addicted to potatoes, I'm cutting them out completely. Okay, well, you're going to crave, again, those quick sugars to give you energy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a huge one. And then also, too, like the meal patterns, I do see skipping, you know, meals, you're going to crave that sugar as well. Um, it also is more of a habit people have developed. So I don't ever recommend cutting out sugar, like 100% cold turkey, because you do mm -hmm. crave it more, but just weaning yourself off, I kind of work with people to do that in order to get it out. Um, I do think it needs to almost be eliminated completely though for you to not want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I agree. And I always kind of tell people too, I don't think a lot of people know the difference between like 
natural sugars versus added yeah. sugars. Yeah. And um, I think that makes a big difference too, just recognizing like, you know, you can kind of get that same craving fulfilled with, with other food mm-hmm. um, if you have more natural sugars. And I always like to use the example like, you know, a banana has natural sugars in it. Yeah. A cookie has added sugars in it. And right. I just don't even think that people know, looking at a nutrition label, like what that added sugars even means. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I think an education piece is definitely very huge in it too. Um, but I was going to ask you too about like cutting out cold turkey because I, I feel like that can make your cravings stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think that it makes people possibly overconsume more yeah, food as yeah. well too yeah. um, and then just not see any progress right at all. yeah so I think the biggest one when it comes down to that is a lot of the time I see pop so mm-hmm. I don't say like you're they're not gonna stop drinking pop if they're drinking five cans a day so mm-hmm. I'll say you know at least try to get it down to three to start and then start doing it every every other day and then go to the mini cans and then yeah. slowly just keep weaning yourself off and hopefully the cravings do go away but mm-hmm. and a really nice thing too is I feel like if you search a little bit in most grocery stores, there's so many better options or healthier options, not mm-hmm. just like the, the Olipop or yeah. whatever. Oh, there's so many more things you can have. Now, people just don't know about it right. necessarily. Yeah. Um, so I think just doing a little bit of homework at grocery stores is yeah. a, big, a big thing. <laughs> definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. So what is your best advice or tip for someone out there that is struggling with gaining motivation? So as far as gaining motivation goes, I do think you have to realize that you need to start small. So a lot of people make massive goals for themselves. I'm going to lose 30 pounds in the next two months. I'm going to have to exercise five days a week and completely change my diet. So I recommend like writing your goals down at the beginning of each week or even every morning. Mm -hmm. Three simple goals. Like I'm going to exercise Monday, Tuesday, and Friday at this time. I'm going to do this exercise being super specific or I'm going also looking at to what you're not going to take away from your diet, but add to your diet. So Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I'm going to start adding a vegetable to dinner every single night this week. It's five days this week. I think that's a good place to start as far as motivation goes, making those just small goals to start. Mm -hmm. I actually, I love that. I actually say that all the time, like (laughs) the the three small goals. Yeah. Um, It's you, it's crazy how like proud you can feel of yourself. Just, Mm -hmm. just little tiny things. I always tell people too. I was like, you don't need to do anything crazy or aggressive. It could just be simply. I want to drink more water today. Mm -hmm. I want to do a little bit more self-care today. I want to walk for 20 minutes today. Mm -hmm. Like I want to stand up more today. Anything, you know what I mean? So I think that makes a huge difference as well too. What would you say to someone who is maybe struggling with seeing some progress right off the bat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's also an educational piece because a lot of people will say like, you know, I weighed myself, I weigh myself every single day and my weight keeps going up and down. And I'm like, you have to realize those are like water fluctuations. It's depending on if you're eating a higher salt meal the night before. People just don't know that. Um, Or, you know, you have no results one week. You might have like a three pound drop the next week. I mean, it's also just patience too, which is the hardest part. And that's why a lot of people fail to lose weight because it it is something that you have to be consistent with and be patient with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, rec- you know, if you're in the weight loss journey, I recommend weighing yourself like once a week um, max or even taking like progress pictures so you're not even seeing that number. Because, you know, if you're implementing like weightlifting or something, the scale might even reflect a higher weight. So, yep. you know, getting into all that too. Yeah, I agree. I personally hate a scale. <laughs> yeah. Like I will not have one in the house mm-hmm. just because I – I don't really see the point in it, like in my position. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's for some people, hopefully it's just like when you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? Mm-hmm. Are you happy with yourself? Yeah. Like 
and progress pictures probably are really good for that as well too but i like that you kind of brought up the like every day getting on the scale because i'm i say the same thing i'm like you could for females like you your hormone cycle Mm -hmm. like if you ate something the night before i mean mean, it's just it's gonna fluctuate weightlifting muscle weighs more than fat right it's just it's so there's a big educational piece there is (laughs) absolutely yeah it's it's a tricky one last question okay what was the biggest influence in your life that gave you this passion for nutrition and formed you into the registered dietitian you are today i love this question okay Mm -hmm. so um i've always been passionate about nutrition like i would say since i was 14 because my um, my family's super super fit as well i mean we every time i go home we're eating super healthy and that's also a really good thing i'm grateful for so if i didn't have that i don't know i would where i if i would be where i am but as far as like when i was 14 my dad started on like a whole fitness journey and he'll tell you we did a mini podcast but he struggled with drugs and alcohol um didn't get sober sober till he was like 30 and kind of replaced like those addictions with fitness and nutrition addictions and so he'd be constantly in the gym you know eating healthy and he just realized like how good that made him feel and taught basically our family the same concepts um and I just became so passionate about it I would realize like even in high school I would eat you know crappy and I would feel the effects like I felt like I got sick yeah so it just realized I just realized like how much nutrition can affect like even certain diseases conditions um my mom was diagnosed with like lupus the autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. and she my dad was doing a bunch of research of course with nutrition (laughs) because he was so interested in it and um he found like maybe you should try to cut out gluten because it's more of an inflammatory, you know, food. And she did, and like her symptoms went away completely. So it's crazy. Just seeing like those little changes in your diet and how they can make a huge effect in your life and how much better you can feel like really, really makes you passionate. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I was like, please don't cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I actually, I like love whenever you go home and you post like your videos of you and your family <laughs> working out, like at the, the gym and the sauna and everything. Like, yeah. It's so cool. And it's awesome too, because a lot of people don't have families that are yeah, super into it. I feel like there's a lot of people in our positions that are like trying to teach their families and your mm-hmm. dad was that person. So that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Did you always think in college that you were going to be a registered dietitian at a hospital or did you ever want to go into a different field? Yeah. So like in, when you're in the internship process, you pretty much do everything. Like you're in a nursing home, you're in a hospital, you're in like a more of a counseling setting. So I like the counseling piece more. It's more laid back um, Mm -hmm. and just providing that education um, and seeing like more results as far as that goes. Um, So I don't know. I guess I didn't really know where I would end up. I moved up here and Cleveland Clinic's one of the best hospitals. I'm like, great, I'm going to take this this position. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I would love to have my own business like 100% of the time because, you know, um, in my full-time job, I also have to do things I don't necessarily love to do, yeah. whether it be like tube feeding and things like you don't really think about as far as nutrition goes. Um, yeah. You know, counseling is my favorite. Weight loss is my favorite. So hopefully one day I can do that full-time. But I'm definitely really happy with what I do now. That's awesome. When I was in my internship, that was, like, hated. I hated the tube feeding. Oh, yeah. I, like, to this day, do not care to do that calculation. No. Like, it's just out of my head. Is there anything else that you want to add or say to any listeners? Mm-hmm. I just say if you're looking for somewhere to start, if you are someone on social media as well, follow the people that are going to be really good influences and mm-hmm. um are preaching all these like myths and crazy conspiracies as far as nutrition goes try to follow people that you resonate with um because there can be a lot of mixed information out there and if you do need help 
reach out to a dietitian that's working in a hospital. Like, there's no excuse. You can go use your insurance and get education. Or if you do have the money for it, working closely with somebody, you know, that does have their own program. But um, just reaching out for help in that aspect, um, just starting there is what I would recommend. Yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree. I have washed out all the people I followed that were, like, really toxic. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of influencers or just people that make claims that are just so not good for your mental health yeah. honestly when yeah. it comes to nutrition it's such a big mental health thing in my opinion i yep. love that absolutely it's a yeah. great, great tip thank you <laughs> so much for coming yeah. on i think the listeners are going to love it so so much and learn so much awesome thank, thank you thank you so much <laughs>